Hey guys, welcome to another episode of SDM's Wild World. I'm your host, Eli Martinez. And for this episode of our podcast, I sat down with my buddy, Chris Doherty of Doherty Photography. And we talked thresher sharks, uh, tips for new photographers, and what it's kind of like to, to live this life. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to SDM's Wild World. Hey guys, so welcome back to another episode of SDM's Wild World. I am sitting here, just uh, we're still on Malpasco Island. I'm hanging out with my buddy Chris Doherty, a professional uh, underwater photographer, and uh, one of my one of my really really good buddies. And we're sitting on the back porch of our hotel room um, with really just this amazing amazing view of these. Oh, it's incredible. You got the cliffs overlooking the sea out here. You got these all these little separate little bitty islands. You got the boats going by, the sun setting in the background, uh, drinking a hand and not a bad night. No, not a bad night at all. But sadly, that's uh not our view right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a little palm trees uh okay, right out in front of us and we got the fauna fauna view right now. Yeah, but. we didn't get a we didn't get a good room. I guess you gotta Pay extra for those, yeah, those fancy, fancy bulk room. Yeah, <laughs> and we're just staring at all our wet gear because this is um, this is the day five of the trip. Um, we spent five days diving with uh, thresher sharks, and uh, had a blast, man. I mean, it was out, it was way better than than I had that I ever dreamed it would be. I mean, it was it was just um, uh, I mean more like I've always I mean I've been writing about. Uh, Malapasco Island Thresher Sharks for years in our magazine, uh, Shark Tower Magazine. For those that, that didn't know, we I was the publisher of that magazine for many years. And you know, back in 2003, I mean, this was an area, this is a spot I've always wanted to visit. And the images that I've always published in the magazine were, you know, I mean, it was never quite just just epic epic images coming from this area. And so I figured that we were going to kind of deal with the same thing. What were your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, that's the same thing. It's like I've watched these sharks over the years from, you know, photos that other people have been getting. I've always wanted to do this trip just to see these sharks. It's such a rare opportunity. This is the only place in the world where you can find these sharks. So that's just how rare they are and how rarely seen they are. And for me to come over here and get these shots, I didn't really have my expectations up that high for getting those awesome quality clear images people say the visibility is always murky sometimes you're going down to 130 feet 150 feet sometimes so the lighting is always a challenge it's an early morning dive so you have to get up at 5 a.m when they're coming up along these cleaning stations here along the bank and it drops off from about 55 feet to you know forever so usually you're going down low the lighting's a challenge but man we've kind of hit the jackpot i think as usual it's just you know the visibility has been been pretty good so far they've been in our face i mean i've had a couple passes where they're you know three feet away from my camera so i'm extremely you know happy with with what's going on this week and just a awesome awesome time to be out here to finally be able to come out here and see these sharks and 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 on top of it you know to get that bonus of getting some good photography of it as well yeah yeah that that that's one thing i was really really excited about was the fact that we were not only able to see the shark which is always a worry you know every anytime i come to someplace new or anytime you're working with an animal like um, like a thresher shark which is a rare um animal to encounter 
but you know capturing those images and especially because part of the rules and and part of the conservation of these animals is 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 uh, using uh, uh, natural light there's no strobes so. and that's what makes it even more of a challenge for me I'm a big strobe shooter I know Eli you're you're not and uh, for me a challenge you know is getting those those nice images with that nice lighting on them and uh, having that opportunity though to uh, to do that but but still I mean you know that strobe that scares them away and you don't want to do that for those other divers that are around you and it also can possibly hurt the sharks they have these big they're mackerel sharks they have those big normal black eyes but they're just very very keen keen vision underwater which is why they're a deep water shark and that's you know that's how they hunt in those murkier darker waters but. yeah they're very sensitive to light so i mean it, it's a it's a great thing that they're doing this i mean it what it what it does is it doesn't spook the sharks and then you know they're ensuring that that this this uh dive can go on that people that generations to come can see the shark and so they create these rules uh to protect the animal and 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 not having strobes is one is a brilliant way to do it wish they'd limit a few of how many people they allow in the water at a time yeah that's, that's next quite a few people in the water um but you know it's it's a cool thing to see that you have a whole island here which i think i've heard there's about three thousand people here and their whole economy is based on these sharks that's why these people are here and it's just so cool to me to see that sharks are actually providing a living for all these people and they love them they protect them these sharks are so well protected by the government um and you know they can't fish for them and that's just what people come here for to see is these thresher sharks and they just you know they don't disappoint because i think we haven't been skunked i've seen them every single day we've every been single out day there. yeah i mean just... we had i had a dive or two that i didn't see one but but in a day like we definitely have seen them right. so i mean it's been like positive the entire time so that i'm, I'm super pumped about you know that we came out here and and saw the shark that we wanted to see and we saw it every day which is pretty exciting and they're such a beautiful shark too i mean i hear they're actually golden color um somebody <laughs> told me that but uh but yeah so they they just you know make these crews by and they have these really very long tail tail fins or caudal fins whatever you want to call them um, and they use that in circling up the sardines i think their main uh, diet out here is sardines and that's what they use to corral those fish and and I guess they use them to stun, stun the fish. Yeah, well, well the way they, they hunt, there's a few videos out there of how they actually attack a bait ball, which is pretty, if you get a chance, try to Google that and find it in, on YouTube. There's a, it's it's amazing. They use it like a scorpion. So they come up to them, and I used to think they would just turn around and whip, but no, they actually, they lunge at the bait ball, and they throw the tail over their head. And so they kind of use the, the wow. tip of their tail to stun the, the, the fish, and then and then, you know, pick off whatever they killed which is awesome man. Pretty I mean, it's so awesome to see i was i was blown away with how they did it because i always thought they would just like kind of like maybe skid into it and just right. kind of do a t like a, a whip but no they you and and now that makes sense because obviously if they're doing a side whip it's going to be a lot slower movement for bait versus overhead where it's straight right and you, you can use that streamlining of that tail less resistance for that tail to just to, to go just down go in it and it. then and then just start the, the whipping action it's incredible just as different hunting techniques of animals out there that you're able to witness and see and if there's a reason they're successful and they've been around for forever for, yeah for millions of years yeah probably. so one of the things i wanted to talk to to chris about is obviously is i've i've spent a lot of time with him and and um we shared a lot of adventures from from blue whales to 
to mako sharks to uh, orcas in Norway. I mean, that, tiger sharks. I mean, we've 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 done a lot of really cool things together, and and um, uh, he's one of the few people that that has been able to to make a living as a, a full time underwater photographer, which is fantastic in this day and age. And and I, you know, it's just my hats off to him for being able to accomplish that. And and you know, especially now with with you know, I mean, there's so much competition out there, and I mean, it just it's 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 hard. It's not it's not the easiest thing to do. And and um, I just uh, you know, I mean, as far as um, what advice would you give to a beginner to that that wants to get into underwater? Well, wants to get in underwater photography and then maybe try to make a career out of it. What kind of advice would you give them? I mean, it's, it well, hasn't been easy. As a beginner, of course, you know you you want to work on your skills and hone those skills and practice and develop your technique on what it is that you want to shoot and what you want to photograph um, and just you know practice and practice and practice and get better and you know I've been doing this for 18 years now and I still learn something new every time I go out there and um, I'd say for beginners though the main thing if you're wanting to make it as a photographer is a lot of people don't realize if you know a lot some people go for a photography degree or you know an arts degree or something like that but you know, you also have to know the business end of it, of selling your photography and selling your work, because you can be the best photographer in the world, but if you don't know how to sell your work and market yourself, then it's just, it's just still just a hobby for you. You're not going to, you know, be able to, to make it in the industry, but um, it's been a challenge. Like you said, there's been so many, uh, so much competition here in the coming years, and so many more people are diving, and you know, it's easier to get underwater gear now to take pictures, which is great. You know, I love love seeing that out there as well. But it's definitely, definitely a challenge. And, um, you know, you always have to just continue to grow yourself on staying outside of the box. You know, don't be that person who just sees a picture and try to duplicate that from someone else. Think of different things that you can do, your technique, and how you can shoot an animal in a different light that shows the world, you know, how you see that, that animal I think you're gonna have success uh, more that way as well, as well. So, but it's a lot of fun. I can't complain. Uh, I love every second of it, and it's been a long journey for sure. But I'm, hopefully, I'll be able to do it for many, many years to come. Yeah, that would be. I mean, there's nothing better than than being able to to take your take your passion and your hobby and turn it into your full time gig. I mean, that that's that's the dream right there. I mean, we got to spend the rest of our lives working might as well do it doing something you love yeah exactly i mean that's they always say you know if you do what you love you never work a single day in your life which unfortunately with underwater photography i don't really think is the case you still love every second that you're out there and what you're doing but there are just so many challenges with the ocean and diving and conditions and cold water and rough seas and and that's what we were talking about earlier just makes it so rewarding is you've gone through so much to get these certain shots that you, you know that you love and you're happy with but it's just a journey to get there to get these shots it's not just going out and you know in flat seas and just taking a click couple clicks it's a lot of work that goes into it but uh, again that's just what makes it that much more rewarding for you when you do finally you know get that image that you're looking for in that striking shot and just just really really pays off and and uh, makes you happy. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, that that's the one thing that I've learned on my on my photographic journey and 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 working to to improve my craft is is the fact that I mean, it doesn't matter how much time you spend. I mean, you have to spend a lot of hours and you have to click thousands upon thousands of images to one finally capture you know something that that's you know I mean you can get lucky 
and you can snap a really good photo but you know to do it consistently to go in the water and and come out with something that that's not just a photograph but people look at it as art that's the challenge man i mean that's right. what's really really hard well and that's the thing i tell a lot of people it's like you just said you have to take thousands and thousands of images i don't really think that i mean in some instances that is a case but with underwater photography it's like sports photography you know you might see that one one instant happen where somebody goes up for a jump shot or a touchdown whatever and that you're never going to see that again for the rest of your life so a lot of it is also being ready for that moment you know with a stretcher shark that might come by two feet from your camera and being ready for that moment because if you're not your settings might not be right something might go wrong and you just spoof the whole image and you know you might never see that again so a lot of it is you know being ready for being that ready moment for that moment and, and yeah. ready for it to happen and, and capture that and so it's uh, always a challenge but that's what makes it you know that much more fun and is the challenge and but you definitely have to work at it and keep your 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 skills honed in and it's not something that you can put your camera down for three months and jump right back into it you really need to to stay on top of your game yeah no i mean and that what changed the game for me and 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 was when i was learning this craft i mean obviously i've been photographing underwater for years but i never uh when we started doing topside work when i started working with different types of animals from birds all the way to bobcats i mean you're you're talking about having to learn an entirely different uh, uh, perspective or, or an entirely different uh, tra or, or tools. You need different sets of skills sure. for these animals, from tracking the animal to, to positioning yourself to you know, getting low or, or, or getting high or knowing where to be. Uh, it's the same thing with underwater. And, and what, the, what it translated to was it made me a better underwater photographer because I could um, I, I use those skills to, to kind of position myself and, and try to be where I, I needed to be to, to try to get that head-on shot or the tail shot or like this week I mean you know I think that a lot of of what I've been training for um, especially with uh, you shooting natural light prepared me for this particular moment I mean and I was able to you know get some stuff here that I was really really happy with and that you know I'm able to to look back out forever and just be super pumped about it you know yeah, and it's a lot of just trial and error. I mean, you might think you're in the perfect spot for this certain shot, but the light is perfect, and you take your images, and like, oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of failures as a photographer that most people, you know, may or may not admit to. But there's you know there's a lot of ups and downs. You might you know be happy with that shot, you might just totally screw everything up. Yeah, so well, and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, it, it's so many times when you look at the you you look at a picture you took, and then you you put it on the computer and you take a look at it later like oh what yeah. a piece of crap that was you exactly know, was, yeah so i mean it, it's just a you know i guess it you know art is is up to the person you know capturing something that you're proud of capturing something that that you've upped your skill level i guess and and then you know, if later you look back at that photo you know six months from now and it's it's you're like wow i can't even believe i shared that image you know because right. you learn an entirely different you're, you're at another different level because you just keep shooting and you keep going out there and keep looking for wildlife and, and you realize that um, that this journey that you're on, this photog uh, photographic journey is never going to end because you're always going to want to improve your skills. And, and that's what I tell everybody is have an open mind about learning new things, you know, picking other people's brains off of certain, you know, different things you can try and techniques and just always continue to grow because... That moment that you're that photographer out there that thinks 
that you know everything you're the best photographer in the world you know that's when you stop growing and you stop getting better images you just kind of you know you're just kind of you know you're not growing basically you're not getting better and with this you know technologies of course is always changing there's different things and techniques and different camera gear coming out all the time that you need to stay on top of that as well and just makes you a better photographer having that open mind and you know talking to other people about you know how they shoot and how you shoot and compare those those things and it, it really helps you out a lot oh absolutely and that's i guess that would be a part of my two cents of of what uh beginning underwater or beginning photographer period um is learn from everybody not you know don't steal from everybody get inspired right. and and go out and create your own shots go out and create your own art but but take the people that are out there that are doing this for a living and listen to them and 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 the best thing is just sometimes just shut up and listen and just let them talk and and they will they will teach you so much and and your your craft and what you learn not only just in the photos but in post because post is such an important process of 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 turning a you know an average image into something that's just mind-blowing too as well you know I mean it'd be great if it you know it, it's great when the, the image comes out of the camera just mind-blowing but when you throw it in the post and you can just there's a you know, few touches and tweaks that just push it over the top that just really bring it to life and yeah. you know make you feel like you're there and that's that's my thing is you know making people feel like they're there with me that's what I love to do is show someone an image and like oh my gosh I feel like I'm right there with you underwater like while you're taking this image and that's and that, that feeling right there is one of the most rewarding things for me as a photographer is when just people appreciate that and you could just put a smile on their face and, you know, they also inspire them to where, like, oh, I have to do this myself and I have to go see this and gets gets people excited about the ocean for sure. Oh, I, I agree, man. I mean, I, I, this is my favorite part of, of what we do. And not only being out here, but, you know, the people you meet along the way. I mean, that's that's the best part of this journey is, is just sharing and, and experiencing and, and just having a good time and, and, and seeing this amazing, amazing world that, that we live in and, and appreciating everything about it, you know. And it's such a big world, like you say, networking with other people, the people you meet along the way, the journeys, the, the friendships you create, and, you know, you just, it's just amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, we're just truly blessed and lucky to, to be doing what we're, what we're doing and, and share it with others for sure. Yeah. But it comes at a price. <laughs> it comes at a price, man. So another part of this, of, of, uh, of what I wanted to, to talk about was not just the photography, but the highs and lows of, of, of this lifestyle, of living, you know, of travel life, of, of uh, being in foreign countries, of dealing with airports and, and uh, delays and sicknesses and um, I mean that I mean there's no better example than than today you know we've been out here and uh, photographing threshers and had an amazing week but a case of Montezuma's revenge and and uh, it uh, it it's really been a challenge these past uh, last night and this morning <laughs> last was. night and this morning was was definitely not uh, one of our better moments uh, for both of us you know there was whether it was the food or the water you got to be careful when you're drinking water in foreign countries and and uh, I'm not really sure what hit us, but it hit us. And, well, and uh, Eli was a trooper. He went out today. I actually uh, had to call the dive. I didn't go out. I just stayed in bed till about one o'clock, and was just kind of trying to patch myself up, I guess. And rehydrating because he drank all the damn water in the room, and <laughs> <laughs> he ate all the cookies. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean that's uh, that. I think you know that in itself. We're gonna. I'm gonna save all that for a, a bigger and and longer podcast, just based off of uh, that the travel woes. I mean, I, I mean, right. I think that's deserving of its own podcast. Which, I mean, it's you know, Chris and I, we we do a lot of adventures together. So you're gonna see him. You're gonna hear him on many many podcasts as we as we go out through the year and and um, uh, looking forward to to catching up with this guy again. But yeah, I think um, sure. right now what we're probably gonna do is we're gonna call this one because one our drinks are empty and two we got our group waiting for us to have dinner. Well, so. let me touch on one more thing is oh, sure. back on to like the travel situation and people often say you know oh my gosh you guys you have the dream job that everybody wants to do and. You know, we can't argue with that, but like I said, we'll save it for another podcast, but is there's still just so many challenges and difficulties that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, but again, that's just what makes it so much fun is the challenges to get there to that final destination that you want to go to reach something that you capture and get that, you know, just puts a smile on people's faces. That's just what it's all about. And, uh, you know, bringing awareness to a lot of this, you know, Reeve systems and things like that. Like, a lot of people don't even know that this stuff even exists out here. And, you know, we as photographers can show them that. And, uh, you know, then, then they're more uh, a little more educated and want to uh, act more about how to, you know, protect these things out there. So, Well, I think that's probably the most important part of of, uh, of wildlife photography is, is, is everything. And sadly, everything around the planet is in trouble. Oh, like I don't terrible. think there's I don't think there's any species of animal that isn't dealing with some kind of man-made pressure, mm-hmm. and so the more awareness that we can bring to these species, especially the ones that are extremely vulnerable, the better. You know, I mean, because out of sight, out of mind, and people forget about them, and we get so busy with our lives, so busy with our phones and families, and and that it, it's easy to forget that you know there's there's another world out there that that needs our help big time needs our help i mean there's it just pains me to see just diving over the years i've been diving for about 19 years now 18 19 years and from what i've seen way back then to now is just mind-blowing how much it has just changed over the years the reefs and the fewer number of fish populations that you see is just it's heartbreaking and you know it does need your help out there and and uh, i know we want to talk about that is you know what people can do out there to do something and it's i think a lot of it is education one and awareness and you know you of course you know you have the big plastic thing that people always want to talk about it but uh you know a lot of people i hear say hey i'm just one person but what can i do but you know just that one person you know you can make a difference or inspire other people to to make changes as well whether you know the fish that you eat the plastic that you use on a day-to-day basis it's just There's a lot of definitely a lot of things that people can do out there. You can do individually. Yeah, just be conscious of your consumption. Be conscious of of, you know what you're buying for your homes. What you're what you're um, when you're out and about. What you buy when you're out and about. And you know and um, do you really need that extra T-shirt? Do you really need? I mean, there's just so many things that that we can we can do to 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 minimize our carbon footprint. Really, more than anything else. And it's just so so many things, and it's little things like. Wearing a pair of jeans an extra day or, you know, like yeah, stretching yeah. those out a little bit. And, you know, reduce how many times you wash your clothes and it's, uh, the list goes on and on. But, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that later in a different podcast. But it was fun, man. It, it was, was a blast. Uh, I, I, it was a great week, man. It was, it was definitely something every time, um, the, the only, the, one of the, one of my favorite things about hanging out with Chris is, is the fact that everywhere we go, 
do we just I mean I'm not sure if it's him and I'm hoping it's me and not him but <laughs> where there's some good juju going on and we we um, we run into these amazing animals and we've had some amazing amazing luck when we're out here uh, photographing this wildlife and and this week was no exception that's weird I mean did you say it just whatever the reason may be every time we get together and we've known each other for about 10 years now and been on countless number of dives and it just I can say honestly that we have never been disappointed out in the ocean on the things that we see and the encounters that we get to go to and you know again yeah knock on knock wood on there wood. and uh, it's just always a treat and you know traveling with good people and brings good times for sure I agree so that's it I think we should end it because uh, we really need to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, like I, we need to go. I got, I got, uh, we got some people waiting for us. They're having dinner, and I know they already probably went through their appetizers while we were doing this podcast. <laughs> they probably. And ate we're our leaving appetizer. tomorrow. We're we're heading out tomorrow, so we needed to get this podcast uh, recorded before uh, before we left. And uh, super pumped that uh, I got to do this with Chris. Uh, Chris. Bleh. Oh, um, that reminds me. Give me. Um, let everybody know how to find you, man. Yeah, so Doherty Photography. Um, my Instagram handle is at Doherty Photography, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Um, Facebook as well as Christopher Doherty Photography. And my website's just DohertyPhotography.com. So, yeah, you can check me out on all those handles there and uh, see a little bit about more what I do and, you know, the things that uh, I'm going through. Um, I actually have a book coming out probably in another month and a half. It's a lot of, you know, my photography adventures with this guy. Um, I think his whole family is actually in the book. <laughs> um, just, you know, a lot of adventures and a lot of things on conservation and what you can do to, you know, help out the ocean. So hopefully it'll it'll, uh, it'll hit home with a lot of people and, uh, you know, just kind of further prolong or, you know, keep going what we're trying to do around here. So. Yeah, definitely check it out because I, 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 you know, I've been fortunate that you know as he's been making this book, it's been a, it's been a quite a process. Uh, I've, I've gotten to see some of the, 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 you know, the pages that are going to be in it and the photography that's going to be in it. And it's just amazing, stunning, stunning stuff. You know, it's definitely inspirational. It's a really nice coffee table style book, and and I think you're going to really enjoy it, man. So sounds good. Give it a listen. Well, it was good talking with you and good talking with you all out there, and uh, have a good night. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our channel. Uh, click like and let your friends know all about it. Cheers, and uh, we'll see you next week.